Hello. Today, Muffy Drake further explores the question of proverbs, adages, sayings, their origins, their meanings, and their purposes. Proverbs are important because they encapsulate a society's values and beliefs. They offer advice based on experience and common sense. As mentioned in a previous episode, proverbs fall into several categories. Given that proverbs are empirical and logical, an interesting category is proverbs that make no sense whatsoever and are impossible to wedge into the conversation. Challenging proverbs, in other words. A good example is the proverb that says, Act in the valley so that you need not fear those who stand on the hill. If your child has a science project or something and wants your advice, try saying, Son, just make sure you act in the valley so you need not fear those who stand on the hill. After 25 years of psychoanalysis, if your child agrees to be on speaking terms with you again, we suggest you apologize for the intellectual confusion you've instilled, especially if your child is a girl and you call her son. And take that opportunity to ask your child what the meaning of that proverb is. One way to use that proverb is if you're the boss in your company and one of your employees wants to launch, say, a new marketing campaign. Say, okay, Wendy, but make sure you act in the valley so you need not fear those who stand on the hill. If the campaign is a success, you can take the credit. If it fails, you can fire Wendy. Now, as you realize, proverbs are an illustration of the accumulated wisdom of a people and are an intrinsic and specific part of culture. Therefore, they don't always translate very well. For instance, there's a very famous saying in Mordvin that goes like this. Which translates into When the wind blows from the east and it isn't snowing, it's time to feed the reindeer. See what I mean? There's also an adage in French that says, Il y a plus d'un an dans la foire qui s'appelle Martin. Which means, at the fair, there's more than one donkey whose name is Martin. I've personally tried to pepper conversations at cocktail parties in Paris with that one quite genially, but all I ever got in return was condescending looks. And now, I'm no longer invited to cocktail parties. But I'll get even someday, when the circumstances are just right for me to say, at the fair, there's more than one donkey whose name is Martin. I'm just biding my time. I'll be the toast of the town, eventually. Another category is proverbs that sound profound, 
but may just be downright stupid. Or maybe they seem stupid, but they may be profound. A good example is the proverb that says, if the mountain will not come to Mohammed, then Mohammed must go to the mountain. More than a proverb, it sounds like a no-brainer if you ask me. Actually, this originates in the ancient story of Mohammed, which goes way back, but was retold by Francis Bacon. I know what you're thinking, but no, this isn't Francis Bacon, the English cricket player who died in 1915. I'm talking about Francis Bacon, the 17th century English lawyer, statesman, essayist, historian, intellectual reformer, philosopher, and champion of modern science. And no, not Francis Bacon, the 20th century painter, either. So, as Francis Bacon said in 1625, Mohammed called the mountain to him. And when the mountain stood still, he was not abashed. He said, if the mountain will not come to Mohammed, then Mohammed will go to the mountain. Notice Francis Bacon speaking with a French accent in 1625. He must have just got back from a skiing holiday in the French Alps or something. And notice, and I'm taking a quick but relevant tangent here. Notice that Mohammed speaks about himself in the third person and calls himself by his own name. It's as though you said, fine, so be it. If the bathroom will not come to Jimmy, Jimmy will go to the bathroom. Okay, end of digression. But I have a question now, if I may. Mohammed called the mountain to him? Hello? Was this common practice at the time? Was it okay for people who were not wearing straight jackets to call mountains to them? Did people at the time ask the water to stop flowing in the rivers, the clouds to stop raining, the waves to stop breaking on the beach? Did they call trees to come to them? Well, at least to his credit, Mohammed adapted to the situation and went to the mountain. Wise move, if you ask me. Good thinking, Mo. I'm not sure about the outcome of the story, but apparently Mohammed had some business to do with the mountain, and the mountain drove a really tough bargain from the start. Actually, I'm thinking Mohammed wasn't aware of another, somewhat forgotten proverb that says, don't make any deals with a mountain. It's important to know your proverbs to avoid making a fool of yourself. Another category is proverbs coined by people who were confused. For instance, strike while the iron is hot. Excuse me, but is that baseball? golf or bowling. Strike while the iron is hot. If you're going to coin a proverb, make up your mind. So you see, the list of proverbs goes on and on. It never ends. As they say, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. And when she does sing, 
maybe the mountain will come to her, in which case it will definitely be high time to feed bacon to the reindeer whose name is Martin and go for a 7-10 split with a 9-iron when the bases are loaded at the fair, down in the valley. And remember, Rud nu adi simklatu u doesn't translate very well into English. But if you manage to smoothly wedge it into the conversation at a cocktail party in Paris, Vienna, or Oklahoma City, let us know. Not only will you be the toast of the town, you'll be celebrated as a hero here at Muffy Drake. Sweetest!